I'm I'm folding my washing. Oh right, that's what you're doing. Are there, are those underpants? Uh, huh? Let's start on underwear. They are okay. Right. Hi, Lil. How are you? I am painfully aware that he's doing that. <laughs> he said he's so painfully aware. I'm folding my underwear. <laughs> Well, it's a small mercy, but some people do iron their underpants. Some is... people do. I am I am not one of those people who irons their underpants. No, you don't. I, I wouldn't I, have... Um... Hang on, are you saying that you think that I have wrinkly <laughs> underpants? Is that the inference? Well, not when they're on you, because they're always, like, smooth. How would you know what they look like when they're on me? <laughs> uh, well, that's an excellent start, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, I was I was going to talk about monogamy and non-monogamy, but this is much more interesting. This is a podcast in which two friends talk about the pleasures, absurdities, and imperfections of being human. I'm Simon Ellis. And I'm Lee Miller. Welcome to Midlifing. I um, I've been um, so profoundly uh, missing my mother. I it just is over. It's just waves of waves of grief. It's extraordinary, and in the most benign and banal situa- you know, situations or uh, surprising situations, and um, it's very beautiful. But wow, wow, does it um, does it leave me? Um, it's you know, it's destabilizing, and you know, it's not not least because that's probably the most profound feeling is of being destabilized by her by her her goneness her absence her not being there and in the you know like i say when i say benign situations i mean you know i was um actually after i did it lil i uh i did some fancy slashing on a loaf of bread yesterday and um lil came out and she goes it's really nice but you're the last person in the world i think would do that <laughs> And um and it, it did and I I kind of was really sad about it because it's definitely one of the times I would have just taken a photo and sent it to my mother because she would just take such delight in in the um in the pattern of this uh, particular these particular slashes on a loaf of bread. So yeah, just in really benign situations like that, just profoundly missing her. I think I said that my mum has said to me recently, she still misses her mum every day. Mm. And my mum's 80, 80, 81, and her mum died when she was in her late 30s. Yeah. So. It's mind-boggling, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So record scratch, but I really do need to know, what did you want to talk about monogamy and polyamory? Or what do you want to well, say that, about it? Well, it was actually the word that was used. It was a book I was reading, and um, I didn't bring the book home from work, um, which was a mistake. Uh, I wrote a little note, monogamy versus non-monogamy. And it was they used the word non-monogamy. Non-monogamy. And the reason was because they were, um, this particular writer was... Um, 
talking about the convention of monogamy and it's other according to her um i think she goes by she um was non-monogamy and and she was talking about practicing a non a non-monogamous relationship or relationships and i think in part it was because she she was trying to say what is it that we presuppose or what is it that we how is it that we ended up or assumed that that is the way to have a relationship to be in relationship with another person and it was partly i think out of the failure of a relationship of hers a monogamous relationship um and so she was she used the she used the verb to queer um that you know well like to queer the concept of monogamy and to queer the ways in which relationships occur and i it just um it, it struck me it's not it's it just struck me as an interesting thing to think about um to to entertain or to imagine or to or to consider which is um uh what is it about what is it about monogamy that um that has such uh let's say weight or substance in our in our culture and i'm going to say our culture i think uh, well yeah i'll just say our culture i won't make any more be any more specific than that oh yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, how long have you got? Well, um... <laughs> about another twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> but it, it feels to me that lots of it comes down to patriarchal structures of control, anxieties around property, and that sense that we want to, we being men, want to pass down the property that we have earned to our children knowing that they are but that's that's historically so, saying that, yeah right? I, but that's not you're not you're not descri- describing you or describing a friend who no no i'm not no no well not in a i don't think in a conscious way but i, I think that we have been so you know if you think about the fact that this is at least two thousand years of rhetoric if not more mm-hmm. those are some deep cultural narratives that have really got their hooks and if you think about the language of homosexuality heterosexuality and bisexuality and how much that will get people's knickers in a massive twist and that language has only existed since about 1850 the words just didn't exist before then in the way that we understand them they are the emergence of um of victorian sexology that grows out of botany it's a a relatively new set of thinkings but you know people (laughs) will just get i mean to be clear, it goes back eons in terms of Practices. controlling people's behaviour. Mm. But yeah, but the languages around it, the language that we we have used to ossify in the West, are, are still is that in the English language or in Western languages? Or I think it's in. Well, I think it grows out of English language, but it's Latinate language, isn't it? Because it grows out of it, it's, it's Latin language. It, it's, it's so it's from Romantic roots. I think it spreads everywhere. Mm. I think pretty much homosexual is homosexual everywhere in almost in Sicily and um, yeah exactly well it's going to be in Italian of course because it <clears throat> couldn't be any more Latin really yeah and it's the same in any anyway anyway that's a, the the languagey bit of of um 
of sexuality is a, a, a bit of a, a lot of a side road. But that was just to kind of say, if we're talking about something which is a couple of hundred years old and is so deeply enmeshed in the way we understand ourselves and the way we hate other people because they're not like us, imagine narratives that are over 2,000 years old about power and control. Mm. in relationship to property and in, in relationship to the notion of being confident that that thing that is running around on the floor it- is our thing that grows out of our genes, which we couldn't tell until relatively recently in terms of science. So we had to put incredibly stringent like laws, social laws in place to, to ensure that women were not... Um, uh, having children from other partners in and passing them off although of course that happens as well so it, there is a sense that there is something like deeply patriarchal connected to that idea of of controlling um procreation and genealogy i think but do you think that does that mean that um you're someone who um holds on to the ways in which um culture infects us culture from beyond when we were born in, infects us and uh, that to a greater extent than, for example, uh, the things I'm thinking to myself, well, I don't want to control this person. This is just about wanting to be with her. Do you, do you think those things are going on in, in a way, in a substantive way, in an incredibly powerful way that's even beyond our kind of awareness, you might say? Yeah, I think if, for me, certainly, if I was, if, if I was to think about how I see the world and how I conceptually understand the world, I would want to be um, queer polyamorous. Yeah. That's what I would, I would want to be somebody who was in relationships with multiple genders, um, informed by the moment to moment exchanges. That's what I would want to be conceptually because it's, it feels to me to be the one that is the least, controlling the one that is the most open the one that is the that's the most inclusive and full of potential for joy wow but i am also deeply deeply enmeshed in heterosexual monogamy as a singular narrative and i can't and maybe don't want to as well on a kind of so there's there's this conceptual me and then there's the emotional me. <laughs> the emotional me well, you should doesn't sounds like a Disney let... script, doesn't it? A conceptual me. Um, well, I mean, I know I know you're joking, but you know the the Disney scripts for for you know for the majority of the time that they've been being made. I mean, fairly recently there's been some shifts to away from that, but they've they've been reinforcing these narratives so so incredibly sure, strongly. Sure, sure, sure. But. You know, the emotional me can't imagine a world where I could make space in my heart for anybody who isn't Bob. Ah, that is um, deeply fascinating. And also, just to um, recognise, for me, the beauty and I think a kind of vulnerability of you just articulating those those different versions of yourself... um, because I don't, I'm not sure I could do that. I, w- I think I would see it, even just the, even the, the thought, but certainly the articulation of thought, um, uh, let alone in a, what is effectively a public forum, uh, 
to articulate that kind of I don't know desire doesn't seem quite the right I, the right word but that kind of um, sort of openness is um, I, I think I'd really struggle to articulate that to recognize it and articulate it so I just yeah thanks thanks it's weird it doesn't feel like it's particularly open because it's a con it's a conceptual space yeah but you know in the in the same way that i think conceptually i would like to be much more full-throatedly socialist in my way of being in the world but i'm deeply deeply capitalist and so again there's there's something there about the the system in which i have been baked and also that continues to work around me as much as I see the benefits and the values of a socialist system, because I live in a country which is so avowedly anti-socialist in its approach, I am not encouraged to give things up. So I haven't. You know, I, 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 could, I could make moves to, to live in a more communal setting where property was shared. I could move towards that kind of landscape. And certainly here in the far southwest, it's relatively easy to find Yeah, those kinds of like cooperative that. kind of, yeah. Yeah, but I, I, as much as I conceptually think, yeah, that would be the right thing for the world, I can't find it in myself to do that. So I, it feels... It, it feels uh, no so it's more... distant enough from you to, to make yeah. it easy to articulate, you mean? Yeah, and, and I think it's the same with saying... Oh, yeah, I think in a different context, I would be more happy, not more happy, I would be happily, there we go, that's what I mean. I don't mean this is a, a scale of, of happiness that's stopping me get there. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I would be happily um, queer poly. It'd be fine. I think that would be lovely. And, and I'm basing that on the fact that, yeah, I've had lots of dogs <laughs> and they all lived in the house at the same time and I, I, I loved them differently. And that's sure. fine as well. So you know, I, I, I know, I know in my body that I can care for things at different resonances, but at the same time. But I, I, I can't translate that into my my human interpersonal interactions in an emotional landscape because you know that thing about me being able to walk away from friendships. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I'm just Bob waiting. Is, yeah okay well you know you've got about four more episodes um bob is the only thing in in my life that i have not been able to walk away from and we've both been clear that we understand that there may be a day when that stops as well hmm. so it doesn't feel open to say yeah i could be that thing it just it seems it, it's, it's too surreal it's too un unreal yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 even less real than if I won the lottery I would buy these things or I would give this money to these charities because that's you know that's yeah, if I, I buy a lottery ticket I could. You, do, do, do you know what I mean? It's it's, sure, it's, sure. it's 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 even more fiction theory than I know I think the thing that I mean I made a joke about conceptual me but I think the thing that's I'm I don't quite understand or that doesn't I don't know how you do it is that separation of yourself into, let's say, what did you say, conceptual and whatever the other one was, practical? I said emotional. But emotional. No, it's, it's emotional rather than practical because I, I think there's a pragmatic me as well. And there's a pragmatic me that's connected to, you know, property law and all of those sorts of things that are about, well, sure. this would be more difficult because of this reason and blah, blah, blah. So. But I, I, guess I'm, I guess I'm trying to, I'm figuring out how to articulate that the 
because the the concept of a conceptual me, um, the idea of a conceptual version, is I don't quite. It feels very difficult to grasp. It's uh, quite intangible for me because I, I think, I think I'm going to say that if I think something. I think I have a strong relationship to the ownership of that thought. That I, the the thought implies um, being a, a deeply connected to who I am, and so to, so to conceive of something reveals something of myself in a way that seems distinct from what you're you're saying. I'm happily able to say. Oh, okay. And I and so because so that's what I'm saying is that it would be I feel it would be much harder or it would be and I'm not saying much harder because I don't know but it would be difficult for me to say uh, in a in a in a different space I would be this or this. So last night I was walking Jeff uh, for his late night walk and I was thinking about the future and I was thinking about a version of the future that might be and I. I had to have a word with myself. It's like, oh, I feel in this moment that I am living more in the future than I am in this moment, in that I wasn't really present on the walk. And I hadn't, if, I was, if I'm honest, I hadn't even really been present during the course of the day because I, I was doing something. I was doing a task for work, which was all about projection. So I was thinking into and writing into a possible version of the future where if this happens, this can happen. Yeah, so I was mm-hmm. I was doing some. Scoping. Yeah, you were time traveling. I was time traveling. Yeah, and so I'd spent the day time traveling at work, and then at the end of the day, and I finished work, I was continuing to time travel, but in my own life, and so I I was feeling very very anxious by the end of the day, because I wasn't I wasn't present. I hadn't been present all day. Um, and again, maybe this is partly to do with the fact that Bob's away at the moment, so there was there was no human presence in the, in the home to ground me. Mm. So I, I I said out loud, when you get home, you need to sit down for 15 minutes. You just need to return to now. You have to work on presence, which is what I did. And I, fa- I went to bed feeling a lot less fizzy. And a lot of that conversation in the meditation was just reminding myself... I am not my thoughts. I am not my thoughts. Mm. And I, I have to tell myself quite regularly that I am not my thoughts. The, so I, I will sit with myself and, and try to untangle myself from those internal monologues or, or try, to, try to untangle something from those internal monologues because I'm not sure if it's myself that I'm untangling at all. But sure. anyway, um, and... And I, I just wonder if that's, you know, be, because I'm, I spend quite a lot of time needing to do that in order to feel capable of moving through the world in, <laughs> in, a, in a way that doesn't feel really fizzy Ew. and anxious. Or choked even, yeah. Yeah. So I think maybe the idea of a conceptual self is something that I've cultivated an understanding of. Hang on. Well, yeah, those are thoughts, and those are—that's the thoughty me, and that's a version of me. Mm. But it's not—it's not me, any more than you know. This is me. In so I don't know. I don't know if that's a true thing or if it's—I don't know. I don't well, know. I like it though. I always thought that that. Uh, well, I always thought <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? The language um, that you know the 
I am not my thoughts um, was also a, a, a way to um, diminish the concept of self as well. It's not. It's not. It's not a. It's not an order to discover the I. It's actually. No. A, it's a, a redistribution of the I. Yeah. Uh, or a dis- dissolution, or an increased dissolution of the I. Um. Thanks, Lee. Do you think that? Do you think that's a conversation? I think it is because I don't know. It's the little yeah. bit of uh, feedback I had was a uh, from a website uh, was a uh, uh, the same friend saying. Um, uh, um, alltopeverything.com. Do you know that website? No, alltopeverything.com. Yeah, no. it's if you want to find out the most of anything, you go to this website, the most downloaded uh, YouTube video, most watched YouTube oh. video, for example. Is it uh, Charlie Bit My Finger? Uh, no, it's uh, it's a kid's song, which you'll know. I really like Baby Shark. It's a good Baby song. Shark, that's the one. Baby Shark. It's And it's something like, I can't remember, like more than 10 billion times it's been watched. I, I'm imagining that there's a lot of parents who... On cycle, it, it on loop. Just, it just calms them down. <laughs> Which is, yeah, baby shark. So, yeah, alltopeverything.com. Hmm, okay, I'll, I'll save that for when I need to know the top of something. I'm going to save it for when I'm having trouble sleeping. And I'm just going to... Um... <laughs> Will it not make you really angry? How could people be thinking that's the number one X of Y? Oh yes, and also that, that, that firing that blue light into my eyes. What could uh, what, what, what could, could possibly help? go wrong? Yes, yeah. what could possibly go wrong? Yeah. Jeff, um, Jeff decided that I'd had too much screen time yesterday. <laughs> Did he? Yeah, I got did he knock, to, so his, he knock your phone out of your hand? He does that regularly. That's a quite a normal thing that he'll just walk up to me and iPad or phone, he will just put his hand on the top of it and with increasing pressure just push down. I imagine children do that to their parents. That would be my guess is that children do that. Would get they'll get I, angry. They might do or they might they might want the screen. Jeffrey just wants the screen out of the way. So yeah. that's it. That's an that's a barrier between you gazing at me and me gazing at you. So he's not on. Okay. He's not on the Dalmatian subreddit then. No, he's not. He is mm. not. He just pushes them to one side. But yesterday, I couldn't find my telephone at bedtime. I was like, oh, I want to put a story on at bedtime, and I can have it on as loud as I like because Bob's away. That's um, true. Where's my phone? While where's you're sleeping diagonally. Exactly. Exactly. Starfishing. Uh-huh. In the middle of the bed. Angels in the bed. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Talk about um, polyamority. <laughs> polyamority. No. Yeah. Polyamorous. So eventually, eventually, I had to go and find my watch, which was charging. Put my watch back on, and then do that thing where you can make your watch ping your phone. Yeah. <laughs> and from under directly underneath Jeff, there's this pinging noise. He, and he was just lying. Oh yeah, and he would not move. Said I need my phone. Get off the fu- get off the bed. He's like, nope, you can't have it. It will be too noisy. I don't want it. So I had to charge my phone this morning because Jeffrey slept on. It. He slept on your phone. Imagine all the radiation he was getting. He that, he did that for you. That's love. He did. He well, he took, he took one for the team. He threw himself on the grenade that is an iPhone. Exactly. 12. 